0: Cool. And we are live on the Cymatic show with Nick from Icon. What's up, man?
1: What's up, dude?
0: Dude, glad you made it here. I think uh, you as a guest is going to be super interesting because we've had managers at this point, we've had uh, you know artists and stuff, but now we get to hear about the artist factory. As <laughs> I like to think about it, Icon. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a unique little role I have over there, and definitely like a unique and special place. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, you want to give a, a quick uh, intro to like kind of what you've been doing over there, so that CMAX audience has some context?
1: Yeah, for sure. So for anyone that's not familiar, Icon Collective is a music production school. And um, for sure in the last maybe like four or five years, like it's really grown and mm-hmm. become become pretty popular in the, in the producer world. It's actually been around for like 12 years though. Has it been that yeah, long? Yeah. Just I think it's
0: got like a lot of prestige to it. Yeah, you know well, i think once,
1: that's a... once people really started popping, once the graduates, you know, some of the graduates that have come out of the program really started like blowing up, that, that brought mm-hmm. a lot of attention to the school. A lot of credibility to it. A lot it. of credibility for yeah.
0: sure. I think that that's some of the problem with some of the music schools out there is that like a lot of people don't respect them. Like when you hear about just some random school, it's like some side music program and some random teachers teaching it. There's not much like, especially the prices that some of these like art schools and stuff charge. It's kind of like, is this actually going to help? You know what I'm
1: saying? It's not cheap, you know. Um, But also I think one of the differences is that, you know, we're also really like an artist development school. Like we really are because there's that interesting space in the difference between being a producer, for other people's music like a behind the scenes producer versus being a producer for your own music and being a being producer and an artist, right? Which we are, we've really, we're really on the artist side of things. So what that means is like, there's probably some huge producers that have come out of other schools but you don't know who they are because they're it's producing their, a Katy Perry record. And yeah, it's like, it's they, their the name isn't credits. on it, right? Yeah. Whereas it's like, uh, you know, the, pretty much most of the people that are coming to Icon really want to go out there and build a brand for themselves. And they mm-hmm. want to tour and they want to like be the artist too. Yeah. So they kind of, they you get you the recognition. You want to to
0: notable artists that came in Icon?
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, Nightmare and Slander, two big ones, really doing cool stuff right now. Jaws, Kazo, Sullivan King. Sunburn, we had Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde were just over here. So hey, you guys the, got
0: the whole prodigy squad. The whole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Anyone on prodigy is here prodigy. Is <laughs> pretty much. Um, I mean, the list really goes on. I think we have like, there's like five or six artists that are all on mousetrap. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in that kind of cool techno space, like yeah. IO and Black Gummy, uh, Rinzen, Anakin, really cool, like techno artists. Do you,
0: like, like, so you saw all these people in the early stage before they even made it and stuff. Did yeah. you know, like guys like Nightmare, did you know that he was like, oh, he's going to pop? It's or?
1: funny. Nightmare was always the one, like people ask me that question all the time. Tyler was the one that it's like, I heard his stuff while he was a student and it was like, you could just tell. Something it was like there was just something different. I was like, I've never really heard shit, by like like this before Ooh. It was like there was this angle and there was this certain kind of like this certain groove and swag and flavor to it that I was like This is different. This yeah. is gonna be something for sure no,
0: that's um,
1: But it's hard it's hard to tell I mean when like you know when when so many um, it's like when Jaws came to Icon when Sam came to Icon he was trying to make dubstep he was trying to be a fucking dubstep artist mm-hmm. right and so it's like when it's like when you're in the program you're still kind of figuring your shit out right you're kind of f- trying to find your groove and your sound. It was like when Sullivan King came to Icon. He was trying to be a progressive house artist at first. You know, he's making like while he was in the program, he was making very different music mm-hmm. than what he eventually came to find. Um, so yeah. So sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I've been able
0: to be like, oh yeah. And, that's that's super interesting. Yeah. I'm, cu- I'm kind of curious now. You probably got random students now. I like, you just don't know. Oh, you just you know don't know. You don't know. And there's like there's some, there's... some r- r- kid that quiet kid in the corner. You know, yeah. really Talking all of a sudden. He's oh like,
1: totally. And there's some kid right now that came in thinking with this idea about about who he or she wanted to be as an artist, Mm -hmm. and they're in their first quarter, and they're learning all the skills, and they're in their second quarter, and they're, you know, they're, they're it's like by the time they get to that end, like what they, their idea and vision of who they want to be as an artist will probably be be totally different, Mm. you know? Because it's like, you learn so much about yourself in the program as well, right? You learn so much about yourself, and you learn a lot about what it actually, like, means to be an artist, Um, what our sort of philosophy is towards being an artist. We teach and this. And we teach some of the mechanisms that make it work.
0: Yeah. And that projects work.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. And it, it goes so far beyond like there's, the big part of it obviously is the technical skills. It's like how to use Ableton, how to use logic, how to, you know, the the, the, the sort of like math and science behind keys and mixing and all that shit. It's all like mm-hmm. skills you have to have, but there's this other thing that you have to have, which is called being creative, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and really being an authentic artist, really like, really expressing yourself in a, in a An authentic vulnerable unique way that nobody else is that only you can and that's a big that's a big like mental thing Uh right because it's so easy to listen to what other people are doing and be like yo that's dope I want to do that and like learn the math and science on how to do that and that's cool but at the end of the day you're always going to be just kind of chasing a trend in a wave that's already there, you're never actually gonna be at the front of it.
0: Yeah, sat one. Yeah,
1: so it's like, that's our big thing, is like really trying to get people to like pave their own path and really find their own thing, figure out, it's like, what is what is the thing that you can bring to the music industry that's that nobody there. else can? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and it's interesting that, I think a lot of people who chase sounds, you know what I'm saying, like chase a new sound, like all of a sudden this new genre pops up and they start chasing it. And you see like a couple years later, they're making this thing and they're like hopping. It's yeah. almost like, it's not good. You almost got kind of to sit in your lane, you know, like for excision to become excision, you had to just sit there. And totally. You know, keep grinding it out. Not to totally. Too many people pander. It's almost like uh, you see get rich people kind of do this, like hopping on the new idea. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden. like diet. I was going to say like a diet. Keto. What's the, like, yeah. What's the diet of the week? <laughs> it's like do, do the basics, you know what I'm saying? And like stick into your, like you'll get there and develop that unique sound. But like stop hopping all over the place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's so much of it is like you just have to like stop caring about
1: what people think. I think that's such a big part of it. It's like you kind of have to just stop giving a fuck. It's like, and and that even means it's like stop caring if people don't like you and also stop caring if people like you. Because so much of it, if you really dig deep into like the psychology of an artist, it's like a lot of people are seeking validation, right? Where it's like, I want to go do something great because I want to be recognized for it, Uh right? I want to be praised, I want to be acknowledged. Um, And that's just like, I think, a very natural human.
0: Kind of thing to do, but it really fucks with you, you, you know. Do you think a lot of artists have like almost like a chip on their shoulder or coming up in a sense who want to kind of prove it to everybody who's like that this thing's gonna work? Or
1: Some yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um yeah that proving it uh-huh. shows up a lot, shows yeah. up a lot. Like I need to prove to my parents right that I that 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 I'm somebody or that I'm can be successful or. Uh-huh. Um, I need to prove to my ex-girlfriend that broke up with me, you know, because <laughs> I was a starving artist or there is a lot of proving that goes on. Um, but I think, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of unhealthy. It's like, you don't need to prove yourself to anybody. Dude, I feel
0: that way about Instagram. So I think Instagram's a. Ama- it's done wonders for Cinematics, like in the past six months, because me and Drew started going really hard at like, you know, IG and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, there's that weird, like, how many likes do you get? And, you know, kind of feeling like shit. You have to almost like be away from the outcome yeah. and not worry too much about it. Yeah. I think people get post paralysis, for example, not put out content because they're worried about. I think people don't want to put out songs because they're too worried about for what sure. people think, for even sure. though they might have something that's absolutely incredible sitting on for their sure. desktop. Yeah. Well, we
1: we talk a lot about the uh, the difference between like being focused on the process, being focused on the results. Mm. You know, a, a lot of people like we get stuck thinking about the result like what what are the numbers how many plays am I getting how many so likes am I getting, getting right that's 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 the result but when that takes up too much of your focus it's like you're living in the future and you're and you're and you're focusing on the wrong thing what you would need to be focusing on is the process what's my okay. process Right, what am I doing every single day to, to make sure that I'm becoming better every single day, right? Like, like when you guys are focusing on the process, even like coming in here and doing this interview, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, let's just get everything set up and just like focus for the next couple of days on doing badass interviews. Yeah. I'm like, and- that's it, just focus on that. Don't worry about the plays, don't worry about the likes and the views. They will come naturally when you're 100% engaged in the process
0: and you're doing a really good job, and, and the thing that people don't understand is that's the fun. If you're not having fun in the process, yeah. you're probably not. Maybe you shouldn't be a producer. Totally, But like totally. People are like kind of too beat up about where they are. Totally. And I'm like, dude, if you're making music, you should be having a. Ball. Me and Drew met up every single day for years. You know what I'm saying? Just going in but that was fun. Yeah. Even early days, of cymatics It was fun. Even yeah. if we weren't making anything, it's still for like sure. fun. The process. For sure, man. I think that's I think that's crucial. For sure.
1: And straight up, it is like I'll, I'll I'll be so bold to come just come out and say it's like yeah, if you're not loving it and fucking quit and find something that you love. That
0: might be right for some people, you right, know? Yeah. if I'm being honest. Like it's
1: not always gonna be easy, not every day is gonna be like sunshine and butterflies, but it's like if every day is you bashing your head against the fucking keyboard and like hating it and like stressing out and like getting to the point of like, I mean there's so much like mental health issues and shit, it's like mm-hmm. dude, if, if it's sucking you into that so bad, it's not good for you. Yeah, is there, find something
0: that's good for you. That's gonna like like l- like lighten you, you
1: up. You yeah, know? yeah.
0: Is there is there certain things you've seen like, or what are the certain things you've seen from the successful people coming out of Icon that you think are like, whether it be personality quirks, w- worth ethic. What are the yeah. types of things you think that the producers who really make it out and crush it, like what things do they have in common? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think the number one is is like work ethic, just like. Grinding, like working their ass off, you know what Ooh, I mean? Putting yeah. in time, putting in hours because they love the process because yeah. they were like, this shit is so fun. Hungry. I can't put my computer down. Um, you know, hey, that was Kyle. His ass was late. Because he was, because yeah, he was like, making I'm making beats. a bang. Yeah. I'm like, Kyle, get over here. I'm on a schedule, man. Hold on. I can't. Yeah. He like, he can't stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. eh. Yeah. Um, and so that's a big one, for sure. I mean, I remember, you know, Mac J was the first guy to come out of Icon to really, oh, like, yeah, yeah. blow up on, like, the international level. And that dude was there when it, when we would open. It's like, when I would come in, he would have already been there for an hour. And mm-hmm. then when I would leave, he would he would still be there. You know, he was there for, like, 12, 14 hours a day. That's and he just, like, in the corner with his headphones on, just 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 and grinding on. and doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's a part of it. I think, again, like having a vision, like he knew like, this is, like knew where I'm going, where he was going. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, this, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going. Um, had a very clear vision of it. And, and of course, like just belief. I had a really good talk with um, gest- Gesture, mm-hmm. uh, this guy Jim. He's uh, it, a really cool artist, like super, du- super cool dude. Um, and we're just talking about, yeah, what is it? What is it that makes people, the difference between, there's so many people that are so skilled right? They have the technical ability. The music is amazing. And they're really, really good producers, really good artists, but like they don't succeed. And then there's other people that are like, might not even be that great, technically of a producer or or, or of an artist, but like they they go out and they crush it. And I think so much of that just boils down to belief. You know, it's like there's people that just you really got to believe in yourself.
0: Because you start to see different things when you believe in something, right? It's kind of like there's that thing I think Tony Robbins talks about, reticular activation system. Mm. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. RES. It's Mm -hmm. like uh, if you get all of a sudden you get a Honda Accord, you'll start seeing that same Honda Accord everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's that your brain picks up on patterns and similarity. Yeah. So, like, when you believe in something, your brain starts to see all the different patterns and ways that it's going to work. Yeah. You'll start to see, like, oh, I can do this, this, and this. But then if you you don't believe in something, your brain will see all the ways that it it isn't going to work, all the
1: reasons of why it's not going to work.
0: Yeah, dude, people come up to me, especially like entrepreneurs. I want advice and stuff, and they're constantly like, yeah, but, like, what mm-hmm. about this? But I'm like, dude. But what about the shit working? Try it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: Stop. Focus on focus on, on on the solution and not on the problem so much. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, I think that belief. It's like you know, all those all those dudes really have believed in themselves. Um, social media was a big part too. I feel like most of them figured out like it's the social media thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and it's funny looking back. It was like
0: I think that's a big factor these days. It is. I
1: mean, it always is, and it was back in you know 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. It was different. It looked totally different. You know, you used to, like. Facebook used to be like the shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> we used to crush it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, comment. exactly. Uh, Obviously, times have changed, but figuring out—I mean, that's just marketing. Like, how are you going to use the social media tools to connect with fans? And yeah. and I think I think really looking at everybody that has gone on to succeed have, have figured figured out their their thing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was there was one other thing I was going to say. Uh,
0: I don't remember what that was. Dude, but, well, well, that that social thing, the, the thing that I think is really important right now is that, you know, it's, it's now important to also know how to, like, understanding how the shit works and understanding how to make videos that work, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, at the end of the day, I don't believe that just a picture in front of a crowd is going to be a great Instagram page. Because mm-hmm. if you look at some of the biggest people, even Cardi B, she's just talking, you know what I'm saying, just putting up shit, and a lot of, like, good artists you see will even do goofy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, then some yeah. of the people who stay, like think it's, like, all about artsy poses looking up, I'm like, dude, your, your Instagram or social is essentially a place where you can post content, and your content becomes a gateway drug to yeah. your music. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. I'm
1: saying? Yeah, I think, I think so much of it requires creativity. And I talk about this a lot, about how, as an artist, you consider yourself a creative person, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, obviously, creativity is like, is like the fuel that you're putting into your music, right? But it's not just... It's like, that's not where the creativity ends. Like, yeah, you got to be super creative and you got to make music, right? And most artists just see that as being the one thing that they need to be creative in. And then they look at the business as being like really dry and boring and non-creative. And it's like, you got that that twisted. It's the same same energy. The same energy that you put into, the same creative energy that you're using to make your music is the same creative energy you have to tap into to create your brand. It's the same creative energy that you got to tap into to to put into your
0: marketing also. It's all
1: creativity, the whole fucking thing. I think, that, I think that perspective just changes the game that is
0: like the truest thing ever and I see I see that more than ever because I started like back in the day the thing the first thing I took serious like I did with music was actually uh, video like video games mm-hmm. so I went to like tournaments I would travel around and play Smash uh, Bros wow. all that I cool. was in top uh, 0.1% in Starcraft Damn. in the world and I was like applying for teams and stuff but it, it was constantly a battle of like so Smash has two things right it has your technical skills learning all the buttons and all that shit yeah. and then it has mind games yeah right so but the reason it's crazy is is that music has the same thing technical skills learning the dolls sound design mixing and then the creativity side. Yeah. And yeah. the cool part was is that I made the correlation between like, oh, making music is kind of like doing this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then I made the correlation again to like, wait, running a company is kind of like yeah. making songs. Yeah. Instead of automating like, you know, a volume knob or a filter or something, I'm automating like, let's say, video editing. Yeah. You know, this task here. Except the cool the reason I really like I think uh, 2019 and how even music projects or companies are built—it's like we're all playing the same game. Mm-hmm. We have different products, but we all like are creative on social. Mm-hmm. We do different like interesting things, yeah. like. But like, if you can approach marketing and business in that creative manner, I think that that's when it turns into a lot of fun, For and you sure. realize that you're creating just like you're making songs. For sure,
1: and and, and an interesting parallel there as well is that. Um, also, like that whole idea of building a team and kind of delegating along the way as you grow. It's mm-hmm. like obviously, if you look at I'm sure, you know with the company now, it's like you have how many people that are a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, to, to 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 make all the content, to get the packs yeah. out, to do all that. Like you got a team now, but it probably started with just 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 you, you and just, Drew, just, just you and Drew. That was yeah. back of a grocery store. Yeah, yeah two yeah exactly <laughs> two two people, and and that's it. Like in the beginning, yes, as artists, it's like you do have to you got to do it all yourself, you yeah. know, in in the beginning. But there is that when it comes to scaling, like you got to start. Building that team too, yeah. finding other people. Like no, no company is 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 going to be run successfully just by one person. There was and, certain,
0: oh, uh, well, those certain artist things I thought was bad habits. Actually, that comes from the artist mentality. So, like for a song, sometimes you're tweaking little bits here and there until it's perfect. You're spending a lot of time on like a kick or something, right? Yeah. But then sometimes when it comes to like managing your whole project, marketing and all this stuff, you have to just, ignore that stuff. Yeah. Because you get caught up in the details, you're going to miss the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like for me, it was a big. Okay, for me to realistically, like, we have 40, 50-plus people working with us now yeah. uh, between full-time and freelancers, but to make all that happen, you have to say, like, I can't.
1: I oh can't, yeah, you can't micromanage every single little detail. I can't I mean.
0: worry about my, yeah. you know, some yeah, little yeah. small detail because I'm going to miss this whole totally. thing, even, you know what I'm Totally. Saying?
1: And, and, and that's, a, that's a big thing too, is that, you know, artists oftentimes, especially like the kind of bedroom producer, like yes, you can do everything by yourself. Like you have the tools in your toolbox to do everything. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the biggest songs in the world there were so many people involved in making those songs, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, like one person did the drum programming, there was probably two different, three different producers, like four songwriters, an artist, like a, a, a mixing engineer, a vocal engineer, like you might have like eight people or 10 people that Huge that Huge distribution that networks. And, that's, you know? why those, and yeah, that, that's why those songs are on the radio. That's why those songs are like that fucking good is because people kind of you know, realize like, hey, I can actually get further you know, with other people. You know, yeah, which is hard. It's hard. I think it's like an ego thing. It's hard for some pro- producers is, to let yeah. go of like, oh, I have to do everything by myself. And it's like, no. If like, if you're really good at this, and someone
0: else is really good at that, like, work together, collaborate. Hundred yeah. percent. Also, the uh, I think that in the producer world, there's a lot of like, at least I would say, and especially like the veteran producers who haven't kind of made it yet, they they believe in a very like. Lottery ticket kind of way, mm. like this next track. Everything the next track should <laughs> yeah, yeah. be. This is
1: going to be the one. It's going to get on all the big blogs. So yeah. Like and, and, <laughs> in their head,
0: they're visualizing it's nothing wrong visualizing that. But like, what's wrong with getting four thousand plays, one thousand plays in your first song, collecting thirty fans, yeah. and then building on that yeah, one? Yeah. I think everybody's swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah. And, and 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 um, we talked about in the last episode. Our last guest was talking about base hits. So there's nothing wrong with having a good batting average. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, I think a lot of the newer guys are just thinking too, expecting like grand slams and saving their songs for these grand slams yeah. and what we've seen is some of the most successful people are just pumping pumping shit out there uh-huh. non-stopping getting that momentum and building yeah. on each release you yeah know?
1: yeah for sure it's complicated man it's, yeah. it's, it's a very complicated mechanism
0: there's a lot of <laughs> uh, different ways to get there too yeah. you know what I'm saying like uh, P- Bonnie and Clyde Daniel was talking about um Essentially like playing shows, you yeah, know? just hustling the show game, not even going online first, just more like trying to get in there start making some money and stuff and work for them. Sure. For, him, you for sure.
1: Building a fan base that way. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: it's different. You got to be a bit of a salesman, honestly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Plenty of examples. I mean, you can be really building your brand, you know, mm-hmm. without even putting out any music.
0: <laughs> to, yeah. Exactly. You know, like,
1: it's possible for sure. I mean,
0: it's, it's funny. Like, before Cymatics, you know, we put out songs, me and Drew had a hustle where you had a little project and stuff, but now we post little clips and we get 60,000 plays. Like, yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> we're not even artists, but we you know we put out song stuff and it'll just get a shit ton of views and whatnot just because yeah. of brand, you know? Yeah. Do you cool. think um, in LA, do you think that it really helps to live here as an artist coming up, you think? Like, connection um, we were I talking have, about this earlier.
1: There's two different perspectives on that. It's like, it's not, and it's not going to be the same for every person. It depends on who you are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh, LA obviously is great for networking. There's so many people out here. There's, you know, all the all the agencies, all the managers, the business is here. So yeah, that's huge. But at the same time, you know, the it, it's like if you're really good at networking, and like that, that can help you out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, if you're not, very disciplined, you can become one of those people that just goes out all the time and doesn't actually fucking do any work. Get caught up work. in the lifestyle. Yeah, like you get. Do you caught see up that in the happen a lot out here. Yeah, dude, it's like you know, there's so many people. It's like you know everybody. That's cool. They think part in not, is work. Yeah, but you're not in. making any fucking music. Like yeah. you're not like your music isn't that great because you're spending all your time networking, right? Yeah. So I'm actually I'm I'm a big fan and, and I, I'll advocate this sometimes. Um, when when people ask me like from Icon they're about to graduate like hey should I stay in LA or and sometimes it's like that might be that might be the right move for that person. But sometimes it's like, hey, like your mom will, it will let you live at home for free and you've got a studio in the basement. I say go fucking lock yourself in There's there for there. the next year or two and make some incredible music because we have this thing called the Internet. You know what I mean? Like you can put it out. And, like that's the that's the most important thing. Um, I mean, how many artists like f- like huge artists are not from L.A.? way more than, yeah. our, than live here. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, Tiesto is not from L.A. <laughs> you and, <know>? and plus, <laughs> why why, big, is it,
0: why <clears> does <throat> it make sense to essentially spend so much money on rent? Mm-hmm. Like can't even yeah. survive. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, you're trading your what would be connections for being in L.A., all this shit, yeah. for like your time that you're working a day for job. Sure. For Versus sure. Versus like sitting that, in the basement. That, that
1: 40, 50 hours a week that you're spending to, like, to, to, to make ends meet uh, could be money, or time that's going into yeah. your music. And you can always visit. Important. That's what
0: we're doing. We're just visiting out here, come out here for four days. For sure. And get the podcast thing set up. Man, that sucks that people fall into that lifestyle, though. Even, what do you think about artists who actually start to get traction, start to make it? But then also, do you think that people get caught in the trap? Because it's kind of weird that, like, producers, and we've been talking about this on the show, that producers are these people who are, like, you know, getting really good at this technical program, but they're building to be a different occupation. Mm-hmm. It's like training to be a lawyer and then all of a sudden they're putting you in a doctor position. But yeah. like being a DJ being a touring artist is completely yeah. different than sitting on Ableton or it's FL Studio. Different. So what do you, have you seen anything like where people kind of fall into that trap or you think it affects producers? It's hard. Oh,
1: it's hard, man. That like life on the road for sure. Ooh. I mean, I, I haven't done it my, myself personally and I have no desire to. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like there's not one like, like full touring artist that I've talked to that like doesn't struggle with being on the road or hasn't struggled at times, you know, I mean to, you know, we had, we had a really cool, we had a really cool, uh, panel at Icon, um, a quarter or two ago that it was basically like a mental health panel. It was on the Willie Joy, uh, back to back, back Mm -hmm. podcast. He came and hosted it and it was like, uh, Adamas, Getter, um, R, Arie and, um, and Blaze, who used to used to run Ausla, uh, and they just wanted to come and talk about like like the mental health of being an artist, and and that was one of the things that yeah, I remember Floss talking about was just just the toll of being on the road, right? They're kind of like living this, you're living in this alternate reality right like and you, you go out never there get and a like break.
0: sometimes they don't get much of a break to like no i mean
1: obviously there's like there's the physical side of like touring you know getting no sleep and and um, you know that's why people end up it's like you're fucking running on fumes so it's like yeah go do a line and go drink some alcohol or, or go whatever and it's like you're taking all these kind of crazy like drugs and supplements just to keep your body going it's going to catch up to you yeah it's going to catch up to you for sure and you know have you have DJs that are like traveling you know so many days out of the year and you're out for months at a time or whatever so that shit will will obviously add up um, but just like the mental side of it too it's like you just are completely living in a different world and you know like you're the man and you're the shit but then at the end of the night you go back to the hotel room like and you're by yourself and like the up and down and then you come back home and it's like you're just back at your apartment after like on this huge high and so that it kind of makes the lows even lower sometimes so you really you know and this 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 is the, the area that I'm like really passionate about and really like involved with now is that sort of like mental health side of things as well because like you, you know, you have to keep that shit in line yeah. and, 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 and it's tough. It's tough for
0: artists. Oh, it's, I mean, dude, I've heard the same thing. Like everybody yeah. I talk to, it's never like, it's that easy. Like you, it's weird. Cause you look at the Instagrams and I think a lot of the producers in our community like fantasize like mm-hmm. touring plenty of shows cause they see this giant picture, you know what I'm saying? With all these people adoring, they see the crazy video, but I'm like, dude, they literally are sleeping in airports. Like, Try to fall asleep in a chair, literally everybody watching this, take a nap in a fucking chair and tell me how, you know what I'm saying? And it's a while before you get
1: to that point that you're like you're in the you're in the private jet and you're you have like the nice car picking you up taking you to the nice hotel room like there's this big gap between that happens where you're at like the fucking motel six and you're sleeping yeah. in, you know you' you're sleeping in the chairs it's like very different you're riding like coach everywhere yeah. in the middle seat on two hours of sleep next to a fucking baby it's like you' know, you know that there is that like super awesome rock star a list kind of lifestyle where you are like it becomes a little bit more cushy but but there's a big Chapter before that happens. Too. A lot of people don't make it out of that chapter either. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Well, dude, that's why honestly I, I really, really am thankful for what me and Drew have built mm-hmm. because we're like just sitting at our house. Yeah, you know yeah. Like yeah. we're we're talking. This is my work. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? We're having a fun conversation that we'd have anyways. For sure. So much more lax and like, whoop, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, it's
1: a wild lifestyle, man. I mean, I I, I managed for a while. I was managing artists for a while, and I just realized I'm like, yeah, this isn't. This isn't what I want to do with my life. You know what I mean? Like it's like you got to be cut from a certain cloth to really like survive out there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely rough. Yeah,
1: big thing for me. I realized like. It, it, it was so fun working in the music industry and like that was my goal of moving to LA was to work in the music industry and I spent my entire twenties doing it and and you know I technically still do um but but you know coming from working at record labels working with man you know as a, as a manager with management companies um it all became about being like behind the scenes you know And it was like oh let me get my wristband and go on stage and it was just like <laughs> schmooze and network and I was just like man I forgot about why I love this shit in the first place, which was to be like on the dance floor.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean, like to be out, like go to a festival just to go to the fucking festival.
0: No, I do. enjoy it. I do, that, it. I do <laughs> that too. Like, Cause like cause what a concept. Get, if we could do backstage, I don't want to watch this set. For yeah, dude. it doesn't look as
1: cool from back there. It looks way better, you I, know, being wanna, out in the crowd. I want to <laughs> shove
0: some people during the floss mosh <laughs> Yeah, <pit>. dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's super important for artists. Also, it's like because you get so you can get so lost in this other little bubble of like, oh, I'm the artist now, and now it's all about like the backstage and the networking and all that. And that, and that's cool. Go do that. But it's like, at least like once a month or at least like a couple, you know, at least like if you're at that festival, like go out and get in the crowd and fucking dance and have fun. You know, it's like, I love, I love Yoltron. He's, he's one of our, one of our guides and I always see him. He's like, you know, he like goes out and like gets in the crowd and like parties and dances. And I'm like, yeah, like stay connected with that.
0: You know, hundred percent. So important. Dude, tomorrow world changed Major's life. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, we went to Tomorrow World in Georgia, you know, when they brought it over here. We went uh, all three years. But the first year, they didn't have everything set up very good, right? Uh Because it was the first year doing it, so, like, secure. Everything was just kind of loose. Kind of a mess, yeah. But it was fun because of that, you know what I'm saying? And that completely changed. That sent us down, like, oh, let's learn sound design. Let's try to get on main stage, right? Yeah that kind of like fired us up to be like well, this. well yeah, that's where it's
1: yes the thing is i think that, that that's for the most part for most people that's where it all begins it's like you go to you go to your first rave you know you take your first like pill <laughs> like whatever whatever your experience is you know you 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 go and you experience the live thing and you just have your life changed and you go see an artist um you know you see an artist up there and there's something that's like yeah i want to do that right it's like and, I,
0: it's like i want to be that guy yeah you know? yeah
1: because and, and what it is it's because it, it it triggered something emotionally in you you know like it unlocked mm-hmm. this portal to like an emotion that you've probably never felt something really amazing and then and and so then you go and you start like you go in the studio and you start grinding you start making music um but but what i think what happens is oftentimes artists forget to like tap back into that emotion like like why did you get into this in the first place lose purpose a bit yeah, yeah. like you still got to go got to go back to that place where it all began
0: you know i like what gary v says like clouds and dirt that's what it is you know what i'm saying you got to have the balance of like the vision, like the clouds and stuff, but uh, still like the dirt, the uh, humility, yeah, like yeah, the work, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. And, and even with me, if I get too caught up in doing the day-to-day without taking a step back and saying, all right, where are we going? For sure. I'll get... I'll get burnout for sure. That is burnout to me. It's sure. when you lose that vision, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that sometimes when people get burnt out, it's because they're not taking a step back. Like, yeah. it's okay not to do work for a second to think about the plan, mm-hmm. you know, the where you're going to be going with this. Mm-hmm. And then that will give you so much fucking energy that you're yeah you'll go right back into the dirt. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying?
1: And there's 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 the vision and there's also the purpose, like the why. Like why are we really doing this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. And and with artists, again, back to that 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 idea of like, you know, if why you're doing it is to like. Prove to the world how cool you are or why you're doing it is to like just like get chicks and pop bottles It's like that's gonna be a very fucked up journey You know <laughs> so like you got to find a better Let's why. be honest. With you.
0: There's a lot of guys out there <laughs> guy producers probably more than girl producers who are just seeing it and like think like seeing You know big producers with girls partying. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah,
1: and that's you know, we we are our admissions like Procedure like we actually deny like 60% of really? people that apply and we're full, yeah. Damn. Um, but a lot of that decision is like, it's kind of based on sniffing that out. You know, it's like, are you here just because you want to be a fucking rock star DJ? It's like, that's not what it's about. We're about artists. We're about people that want to create art. Mm-hmm. We're about people that want to like really, fully authentically express what, themselves and what's add value. stuff you look
0: for, you look for in uh, applicants? And whatnot.
1: I mean, we, we, we look for people, and I'm not in the admissions department, so I, I, I can't speak as eloquently on uh-huh. this topic, but it's like... It very much is like about character you know it's like it's about people that um that are just aligned with like our sort of values and our mission which is about the authentic expression of creativity and art you know it's not just about yeah making money and making a career Mm -hmm. you know out of it like obviously that's that that is a big part of it we have an awesome music business program and we want every single person that comes out of here to be able to do it full time and make money and make a living off of it um but it's like you know we're we're looking for people with just like that kind of hungry right attitude, people that are gonna that are gonna be super dedicated to the program because it's not easy, you know, yeah. people that are gonna like that have what it takes to 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 make it through. Um, yeah. Growth mindset. Growth for mindset. Sure. For sure. That's dude. the biggest thing, man. I love it. I just, I just read, I don't know if you, if you read that book, the what, uh, mindset. mindset. Uh, yeah. The course, psychology man. of success. Dude, I, I just read that a couple months ago. That shit's a good one. Dude, it's,
0: it's so interesting. Like some of the studies are talking about in the classroom where they're telling people like, Hey, you know, you have to be born with this type of thing. And then watching how the results went down versus yeah. telling people it's how hard you train. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause that their mentality was way different. For sure. That's the number one thing I look for in hiring some ex is mm. somebody growth mindset, growth mindset it or not. Yeah. And I can sniff it out pretty quick. Yeah. There's certain little things you can see, like you'll see it like in their day-to-day activities, you know, like how are they thinking about this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I put people through a gauntlet. Cool. For uh, Dude, f- back in the day when we first started, you had to work two weeks for free and you had to come up every morning, like 6 a.m. and you had to pound a book Oh wow. to go through it. Yeah. And that was way back, it was a gauntlet. And the funny well, you had, thing- You had to pound of, a what? A book during that period, like read a book. Oh, okay. Like, just, yeah, Go th- like just pound through it. And then the funny part was is that uh, we did that and even though we'd pay them after that two weeks a lot of times I'm seeing if like well, are you doing this for the right reason yeah. do you actually want to be you here you really want to be here it's one of the best ways to kind of weed that's out great. people but I love that we got some really great people out of it yeah. you know what I'm saying because yeah. we saw the true intentions yeah you know? for sure
1: and I think that that's like that's such the big part of like the you know and back to that question about like what do the people have in common that like really go out and succeed it's like so much of it is also just like the character you know like do you mm-hmm. have the character to like really grind and put in the work and do it for the right reasons and um a lot of people quit you know it's like because it's it, it is hard it's a challenging path there's so many reasons like not to do it <laughs> yeah 100%. You know? yeah there's so many other things you could be doing um and that there, there's that element of like perseverance that i think is super important
0: yeah. I yeah. think uh, I mean, sh- if you're not putting in 80-hour work weeks or at least 60, you know yeah. what I'm saying? At the early stages, it's tough. And then yeah. you got to it, it's, – it's crazy because you have to go in a roll almost, right? You have to kill the production side. Then you got to be smart enough to, like, kill the marketing side. Mm-hmm. Then you got to be smart enough to kind of present yourself in the way that will – you know, lead you to luckier opportunities in the industry, and then yeah. keep that momentum going. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and you know, and again, it's like in the beginning, it's that's something you have to do all yourself. But also, if like you know, if you're if you're if you're smart, you're gonna find other people that can help you with those things if they're not like what you're the best at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you should by all means should learn all everything yourself too. Like huh. learn graphic design, learn you know the uh, definitely on the business side. Like you should as an artist totally understand the business like don't just leave it to someone else to figure out it's like that's you need to, the
0: worst you know man. you're
1: you're the owner of your company right yeah. don't fully turn it over to somebody else to run it for you it's they're like, not going
0: to care about it yeah, like you do yeah. you know and, and then artists think that like they shouldn't have to worry about the marketing I'm like well that's probably why you're not there yet you know yeah. what I'm saying you're not the stage where you've established you know some of the best marketers are or the best artists who are great at marketing run all their own shit. Other people yeah. posting videos and doing all kinds of little things, staying engaged with their fans. You totally know? totally. You can't pass it's not that, that, that shit
1: off. it's like it's not that hard, you know? Like just like, like, like managing it's your work. own business. A lot yeah. of people a lot of people think they need managers like right away, you know? And it's like, no, you can run this shit for a while yourself. It's yeah. like get a manager when you can't do it yourself. You can anymore. get to
0: like thirty K <laughs> followers on all socials by yourself. Yeah. You, you know spe- yeah. definitely can I would say sure. even get bigger than that you see guys who are building big fan bases now yeah. have you seen some of the people like that's interesting because I think the music industry is going in different directions now hmm. so like this traditional artist path is starting to weirdly fuse with this influencer path mm. and yeah. the influencer like wave yeah. is like people who are great at creating media they're great yeah. at marketing yeah. great at social Totally. and then there's producers who have taken that and they've done very like Sean Wasabi Huh. Super interesting. Have you seen him? Huh. Oh, dude, he's this guy who does I've, like. I've seen. I think I think I've seen him on Twitter. Before. Asian guy. Yeah, Twitter. He's yeah. huge on Twitter. Yeah. He does a little MIDI videos. He'll like hook up to like goofy shit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Building this huge following. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and he crushing was, it with his like skill. Cool. He's doing something different. Yeah, and yeah. then and because of that, I'm like, dude, when that dude starts doing shows or starts like, you don't think those. Eight hundred, you know, 800,000 fans or yeah. a million fans across all his socials are going to they're going to fucking love it totally, you know?
1: totally. yeah we had um, Jake Udell in the other day I mean, if, if you know uh-huh. Jake he's the, he's the uh, founder of Third Brain Management and he was he like Cruella was like the first act that he really blew up and then he was behind Zoo and, and Gallant and a bunch of art- artists outside of like electronic music too I think he's the most like brilliant genius entrepreneur marketer in the you know does he in, still
0: manage Zoo and Gallant um,
1: not Zoo anymore I think, Gallant still, though. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now he, he's doing crazy shit, he's like inventing like tech stuff now, shit. yeah, smart dude, anyways, he, you know, he brought up a really good point where he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's even, you know, it's like when you, when people are coming up and talking about artists now, there's like not even mention of the music so much anymore. You know, it's like, oh, like, did you see what they did? Did you see what's on, you know, look, check this thing that they did on Instagram. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a song, right? But it's like, oh, look at all this other stuff. And it's like the focus is on all the other stuff. It's reality TV. So much.
0: Yeah. It's a reality TV show yeah, now. That's like yeah. your brand. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I mean, it is it is what it is, you know? It's just, it's just. It's you got to play it. You got to play the case. game. It's just, yeah, yeah that's it. It's, it's the reality right now. Um, and But I think, you know, at the end of the day, an artist. An artist's job is to make art. You know? yeah. And it's like, if you, if, you, if you are down to like pour yourself into the other stuff, like the other branding and the creativity, you know, or the branding and the marketing and like really get creative and that shit lights you up and you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, yeah, in the beginning, you kind of have to do that yourself. But, um, but then for sure, like find other people to help you with that stuff too. But it's like, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't really not do it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. <laughs>
0: you know, so yeah. I kind of want to switch topics quick and ask you this because I want to go there. Uh, what you went to Burning Man? Oh, I did. T- please tell me oh, how that because I look because okay. So I love Tomorrow World. Yeah, kind of past the EDM festivals now. Yeah, and I looked at that place and it looks like fucking chaos. It's it's. Uh... It's wild. What is it? Like I don't even know what it man d- is. I wanted to take Jordan. All I wanted right. to convince Jordan to come with me. You guys should, man. What what, what, what is Cymatics
1: camp out there? I don't know what it is so, though, because like, it doesn't look like
0: a music festival per se. No,
1: it's not. It's not a music festival. Okay, it's a it's a spiritual
0: vortex. And Elon Musk goes there too. So I'm like, if Elon's. Oh, going dude, there. yeah,
1: you like you never know who you're sitting next to out there um it's a really so it's like 60,000 60 to 70,000 people Oof. that go out Holy to the desert shit. so it's just a big empty plot of land like when you go there's, a desert. N- there's nothing there it's like like if you went there right now it is literally nothing. A spotless desert and then maybe about a month before it starts people start coming out and building stuff they start building like structures you basically we basically build a Anything. 60 70000 person city yeah, but it's it's run. There's like you know you have to get permits for like your plot of land. There's there's a oh. there's an area that like you can just show up and it's like a like a kind of open area. But then everything else is is allocated. It's like you get plots of land. Do you have to
0: pay for a plot of land or something um, to go set up camp or is there camping or how does it work? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a it's a camping. So you can go out and like build. You build your camp. So like you know to to the on the highest level, people are literally building like wooden structures and That's building so stuff. Yeah. It sounds um, like some like uh,
0: well, some what was the law. You know, or, or just something like you're on yeah, the island, like, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm it's
1: wild, man. But, but, uh, dude, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> is it worth going? Uh, yeah, for sure. Is, you know, the thing about Burning Man is it's like, it's, Obviously, it's very popular now. Um, you know, I, ha- I had the I had the privilege of going there for like three years in a row. Um,
0: oh, so you go multiple times? Yeah,
1: yeah, I went, I went there three years in a row, and it was cool. had a had a cool camp I linked up with. Um, but it's also there's such there's a really strong culture around it. There's like these sort of like Ten Commandments of Burning Man that uh-huh. like that you that you really need to follow and that you should you should be familiar with. I don't have them memorized, but um, the big thing is it's all about contribution. It's all about like what are you bringing to the table as opposed to a traditional music festival, you go buy a ticket and it's like, I'm here, entertain me. You know, I'm, I'm here to just fucking party wow. and have fun. Whereas out there, everything is built and brought in by the, pe- by the attendees. Is it, is it like a it's barter
0: like, system going on?
1: Uh, there's, it's not really a system. There's this like culture of gifting, which That's is true. like just giving shit to people. Dude, I gotta go to this barter shit. Barter is like, I give you this and you give me this in return. Uh-huh. Gifting is like, I'm just giving this to you because you're fucking awesome. That's you know? cool. And and, and and so that's part of the culture. That's like the thing, that's part of the culture that like I think a lot of people, like you have a lot of like Instagram influencers, that, influencers that they're just going out there to take fucking selfies and get content and like party and that's not what it's about you know it's like what are you actually bringing to the table you know are you are you adding value are you as an artist are you a dj and you're coming and you're playing dj sets and like that's your gift that's the thing that you're do giving do they have like water out there is it you got to they- bring your own water actually no they do they do have you could have like a the last time I had gone, they were doing, like, a water thing. I think it was the first year where, like, well, basically you have, like, a huge tank and, like, a truck would come and fill it up. Well, because I'm
0: just thinking, like, there's uh, no water. Dude, you're water. out there for,
1: like, seven, eight days in the fucking desert, like, hot desert. That's brutal. You have to, you have to bring all your own food, Sun's all your own cream. water. The only thing you can buy out there is ice and coffee. Interesting. That's it. Yeah.
0: That's a crazy yeah. – tell me the craziest story that's worthy of the show. Oh, man. I know you, have, um, dude, you have, I have crazy stories from Tomorrow World, you have to have something wild from Burning Man. You oh, just walk dude, and you, you see somebody chopping their arm off, no I don't know, it's crazy like that.
1: I mean dude, it's just like-
0: Somebody fall off a structure, there has to be something that happened. It's wild. One story for the audience. I don't know dude, I don't know. He doesn't want to tell it. I, he got, he's got <laughs> it in his head, he's like, I can't tell that one.
1: It's just so random, Is there, there's just so much weird random shit. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's yeah. It's, it's all a blur. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an appearance one of these years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You gotta you gotta do it right though. I I'd say like. Get in with the camp. Get in with people that are that have done it for a while, and like they really understand what it's about. Dude, I like, wouldn't
0: even bring the right supplies. I would be. <laughs> yeah, I would be you need to be
1: prepared, dude. Like you'll, you, you could die out there. I mean, you wouldn't die, but it's like you got to bring your own shit. <laughs> Can you, you me tell you
0: a crazy scenario? How to EDC Vegas? Please. So, dude. So, our first year at EDC Vegas, I get invited out by this guy who works with Insomniac and stuff, and it, it was a crazy experience. So we get out there. You have you been? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so you know how it's out there. Yeah, it's not yeah. like in Vegas. Like, go driving out now. Sure. So we go there. He got his artist wristbands. You know, me and, and on our, our team. So we're hanging out, and it's cool because he gets us into like Pasquale's like a private little like area. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we got the best view of the city. I got to meet Afro Jack there, and that was pretty incredible. Nice. Um, he came up and he was like, you know, we shook hands. He's like, thanks so much for the samples. This guy sent him a bunch of stuff a oh, lot cool, back. Cool. He's like, dude, you're about to hear, like, a lot of stuff. And we were hearing it on main stage. He yeah, like, oh, I know slides. that sound. Yeah. yeah. Like random pre-drop vocals or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. But uh, come time to leave. And there's a huge problem with festivals and actually exiting. So, like, there's not many ways out of There's, there's one Vegas. road, dude. There's yeah, one there's, road. <laughs> and there's, what, 50, 60, 80,000 people leaving this one road yeah. all at the same time yeah, with yeah. the festivals. <laughs> So I'm standing been there. Been there. <laughs> I'm standing in the artist line for the buses, yeah, right? Yeah, for but it's show. taking forever. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so dumb. And I'm, I'm like talking to my buddy Marlon. I'm Is like, this
1: the end? This is like 6 a.m.? Yeah, I'm ready, to go, like, yeah, I'm ready yeah. to go home. Sun's already up. And I thought yeah. the
0: artist side would at least have like a way to get us out of there. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I thought of this genius idea because it's an hour and we've just been in this line. I'm like, Marlon, this is not moving. I was like, bro, I got a great idea. We, we should go call an Uber in the front and we can just dip out quick and yeah. it'll be quicker. So I walk through uh, EDC Vegas, so through the sta- like the big stadium thing. Yeah. I get to the other side, and then, so the sun's coming back up, and then the gates close. So now it's miles back to the artist <laughs> area, and I'm like, but I'm like, whatever. And I'm looking, I'm like, where's the front? And it's way down there. And yeah. I don't have sunscreen, and I'm like asking people, because I burn <laughs> like a crisp, we have no water. Oh, man. And I got like a hundred bucks, I always put safety in my shoe. Oh,
1: okay. Because I know
0: that your good phone move, dies, good move. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I call the Uber. And I'm like, great. You know, I called the Uber. I'm walking. I finally see, like, the, I follow the signs for the, um, for the Uber pickup. We get to the front, and there are 10,000-plus people waiting for an Uber. Oh, damn. And I was like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. There, there's nothing happening there. And I felt like I got into a situation where I'm like, okay, we got to get out of here. There's no way out. Yeah. There's one road, 10,000 yeah, people waiting. Man. People yeah. get trapped for hours. Yeah. And I'm like starting to get to a point where I'm like, shit, I got to do something. And I start hustling, walking around. I find these like abandoned buses and I like convinced like the people like, "Yo, can we take this? I'll give you 100 bucks. Can we take this thing out?" <laughs> and finally I got somebody who like worked there who decided to take the bus and help offload people. Yeah. And I sneak onto this bus and I, and it feels like this shitty bus. Like feels like a prison bus. Felt like a miracle, mm, and I was mm. so proud of this thing yeah. that we got it. We loaded it up with people and just dipped off, and I just passed out. But yeah. it ended up being an eight-hour journey to get home. Yeah, yeah. And that shit was wild. I don't, have they figured that out? I haven't been in a while. It's but a logistical
1: nightmare. Like, have they figured it
0: out by now yet? I think so. The buses thing. I think that they, those were planned to help with that.
1: Yeah. Um, when when was this? What year was this? Two years ago. Okay, I so they still haven't figured it out. Think logistically, how do you do it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's like 110,000 people uh, on pretty much in one road. One I mean that, road. well that's that's yeah. how that's how Burning Man is because it's 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 like you're in the middle of nowhere. It is literally a like two-lane road uh-huh. that goes into this whole place and then you have 60,000 people trying to leave like, well, two- yeah, logistics. they call it they call it Exodus because it will take 7 hours to get there to leave just to like l- Get, just to go home, just to get on like the freeway, like you just to leave to, the oh, drive like of, a couple miles run out of
0: gas or something, you're toast,
1: dude. Yeah, you're you're just, it's wild, it sucks. I can't take
0: that. I got a Tesla, man. That thing's running out of gas. <laughs> it's done for.
1: Yeah. Oh, you got that Tesla, dude? Yeah, I got the I How's got the that? Model how you, S. Recently. How do you like that, dude? It's the best I mean, car in the fucking I mean, world. Yeah, right. Yeah, it seems like it,
0: dude. So self-driving. I didn't think that was a. Like, oh,
1: they got the self-driving
0: thing, but right? I didn't know it was like really a thing. Like, yeah. I was kind of like I heard about it yeah, and yeah, stuff, but now I mean, dude, I play Pokemon. I flipped the switch. And like people are like videoing me. Are you like it's, sketched out at all? Do you, I understand, do
1: you Feel Do you feel like just totally safe and comfortable? Or are you I understand like,
0: when it's safe and when it's not safe. Okay. So let me explain this. A lot of people who are newbies to Teslas and don't know, yeah. they're like, Oh, but this thing still is I'm like, dude, you don't know what's actually wrong with it. Highways, it's fucking good. Yeah. It, it works great. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I've never had any problems. I think the, the Tesla guy reported when I watched a uh, like a little press conference they had, there's never been an accident with a lane change on a Tesla.
1: Wow.
0: So it's good at changing its own lanes, stuff yeah. like that. Highways great Regular. Road. How does it?
1: How does it change? Do you you have to tell it to change your I lane? Just blinker. You, just when blinker. I blinker,
0: it goes. No. no way. And I said, dude, I sit there. I fucking, I did. I always like scare people too. Cause like the first thing I do is pretend like you're asleep or something. No, I, I act like i <laughs> no, Pretend dude, like you're dead. Dude, one time I'm taking off, like, I had this like Cymatics hoodie and I'm trying to take it off. You know how t- taking off jackets in the car is hard? Yeah, for like, sure. I'm, I'm like taking it off and it's like completely over my head and I'm like trying to pull it off and I know the guy next to me has to be like, dude. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this guy doing? Cause Georgia, there's barely any Teslas. Like you uh-huh. don't see them like you see them here. Yeah, yeah.
1: they're everywhere here. Yeah,
0: Self driving is amazing, but on, on roads that like suburb roads or shit like that, you. Uh-huh is lines so if the lines are weird oh, you gotta be I careful because it's not sketchy. gonna it's not gonna know where to go yeah and then it have it has had some situations where it'll just lane change like out of nowhere like whoosh, and i'm like whoa Damn. you know what i'm saying Damn. but i know that the highways are good so you can kind of be more relaxed. but i mean i still pay attention but it's good it's wild dude that's wild that that is even a thing let me put it this way way safer than me driving because <laughs> i look at my phone i do all you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? i get distracted yeah, yeah. That's I, true, i'm man. daydreaming it's true the tesla doesn't daydream or none of that yeah shit, you know but it's amazing. Me and Drew got one both. And does it have a? Doesn't it
1: have, does it have like like those like Easter eggs in it? Like those little like hidden yeah, dude, like I, cool I, I shit. Do the, I use it? the
0: fart machine on people. Does well, like a, a work? There's a whoopee cushion. You can set to whatever seat no you want, way. and then I can set it to a button on my steering wheel. No way. It's like I fuck around and like I, <laughs> I act like I fart. Like I lift up and then I fucking press the yeah. <laughs> press the whoopee cushion button. It's just a it's just a toy for adults. Yeah, basically. dude, they're putting. You ever seen that game Cuphead? Uh-uh. Oh, it's like the, it's a really cool like you know like a, it's kind of like an indie game or something. It's really like sweet, but they're putting games on the thing, because wow. the thing's becoming a media panel. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like the big screen. Yeah, thing right it's b- yeah. because essentially, I mean, Elon must be talking about they're going to take away the steering wheels at a certain point. No way. Yeah, because what's the point if the car is driving better than whatever? And they're launching full self-driving where you don't have to do shit. Like now, I go to the highway, go to the main road, turn it on. But like full self-driving, where it's just going to go fully from stop one destination to the next, you know. Wow. Um, or in the future. Yeah, it, that's, that's when I show people, they're it's like, here. what? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they're releasing that, and then they're releasing, like, an Uber thing for your Tesla where, like, let's say your Tesla's just sitting there. You can say, hey, go Uber for a couple hours. So you're not even in it. You're not even in it, and it, it'll go make money for you. What? I, that, that's, they, they say, would boss. you do that? Would you, tr- would you trust? No, I'm not your, letting somebody hop yeah, in my Tesla. Yeah, I like I my would, Tesla. For
1: sure. I wouldn't want it but some random strangers in there
0: but it, it's a decent what if it's like an investment you're like get a Tesla. it'll make you know yeah. hundred bucks a week for you huh you pay for the whatever it is you yeah. get a free tesla so, so you,
1: have to, you have to pay to
0: charge it so how does that work I, is I got it just free charging stations i got it installed in my garage it's yeah. like a supercharger i don't know it's as good as a super but it's a charger yeah yeah it's yeah. like four hours of charge but
1: what about like out in the in the public is it like a gas station like you got to like swipe your card to charge it's a charger i think
0: if a model s it's free in the okay. Model Threes, you got to pay for it. Okay, but the superchargers are like fast ones, thirty minutes, and you're like Damn. halfway, which is a big deal because it's three hundred miles to the to the, the battery. I gotta get one of these, dude. It boosts <laughs> the the when you step on the gas. Oh so like, yeah, yeah. Or step on the the whatever the pedal. Step on the electric. Step on the electric. Okay, so so a gas car has to go through six cylinders. Yeah. For it to get its hundred percent horsepower, right? Yeah. Um, electric car the second you touch it it's yeah. like all yeah. there and it feels like a roller coaster like people get shot back there's like funny like reaction videos for people sure doing
1: it. yeah the uh, the owner of icon has one and so i've got to drive his oh really which, is which cool. kind of, model s or it or? was like the original like the first one oh, that okay, came out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so i got to drive that hit that on the freeway i was like oh Dude, oh, yeah. I was, I was taking Daniel's
0: cool. little Porsche, man. Oh, yeah, like, man. His baller. His, I was like, his free Porsche. Free Porsche? And I was like, <laughs> well, he told that story on the podcast. I'm like, what? Pretty sick. I'm like, free Porsche? I'm sketch. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm going to do a little mini investigations so here. I, I, I mean,
1: I'm not a huge fan of Porsches, though, to be honest. Like, I didn't know much about th-
0: them, but the, when I got inside of it, it was... Yeah, it was cool, pretty cool. You know? I'm
1: sure it's super fun to drive. I've never driven one. Yeah, but... I'm sure
0: like if you got one, you'd be more into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't really into Teslas at all or cars, oh. and then I got the Tesla, and then I'm like reading patch notes, like, <laughs> doing all this different shit. Dude, sure. It was funny. One of the uh, one of the most popular pictures that we posted recently or Drew posted, it was uh so he just had a picture of him and his Tesla like chilling there, but the screen he put FL Studio, he oh. just, like, photoshopped <laughs> it in, yeah. and dude, there was so many. We were just playing like playing around, but so many people thought it was serious. Yeah, yeah. So, like some people were like, no way, that's real. Blah. Dude, it's fucking a joke, man. It's That's cool. But dude, it popped off. It got like 20k likes or something yeah. off just this picture of like Photoshop Tesla. Hey man, I think FL, Ableton, hit up Tesla, make it happen. Dude, if I you're, if you're listening. And one of my most popular pictures, I took a Nintendo Switch and I just held it up and I photoshopped FL Studio inside of it. Uh huh. And people are like, what? Is that real? Like, dude, I don't know what it is about photoshopping FL Studio inside funny things yeah. that makes people like this is genius. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nice. I don't know. It's kind of funny. That's funny. Little shit like that works on social. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for us, dude, it'll. It, I'm like, it gets a quarter million impressions. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. You know? How 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 do you
1: find your relationship, perhaps slash addiction with social media? Because I think we all struggle with that a little bit. How is hundred yeah. percent, dude?
0: It's a me Drew a joke about it. Like yeah, like we'll see each other like refreshing notifications. We're like, what are you doing over there? You know, like kind of fucking with each yeah. other. Uh, so it's weird because going into Instagram hard at first, you kind of get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And especially as an influencer account, it's more addicting than a regular account mm-hmm. because the way the notifications pop and you're like checking your stats a lot, you know, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think it's even worse. Yeah. Uh, one thing is I try to not just scroll randomly per se. The door's opening by oh, itself. It's been doing that the whole time. Hey, Jordan, <laughs> can you shut that door, by the way? That yeah. was creepy. <laughs> no, it's been doing that the whole the whole shiboodle. I I would leave the windows and stuff open if it wasn't for some of the construction. Um, what was I just talking about? You're talking about, uh, influencer, like, oh, the addiction, checking, checking the addiction. Notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. notifications. Yeah. So, so it's definitely a real thing. Uh, things that I think are important. So it's even hard to say this. So like scrolling randomly. Mm hmm. It sucks, right? Because you're wasting time, but yeah. that's where me and Drew learn all our shit of what's popping. Because essentially your newsfeed is like a direct eyeball on what every single person and every single industry that you want is yeah. up to and how yeah, they're yeah, promoting yeah.
1: themselves. I think that's really that's key. powerful. I think that's key too. Is I, I would suggest this as a first step for for all of us is to really curate what who we're following. You know what I mean? It's Curating
0: like, content is the best way to learn. It's Post like, other people's shit. That's it, what I do.
1: Well, no, I mean, but what I mean is like um almost like pruning. Who we're following right like like only follow the shit that's good gonna, role models good role models like stuff You're gonna learn from good people, you know, like I follow way too many people. I follow way too many accounts I follow I follow way too much too much bullshit
0: it's I'll like, mute if I don't like their content like yeah Yeah, I'll, I'll still follow them just in case like keep the direct line open So like I just but... see
1: people like complaining so much about like, you know, social media <sighs> or whatever And that's it's like and it's like dude Well, you're following all of these whatever these accounts are whoever these people the are that are bumming you out yeah. So stop following them Follow. There's so much there's a lot of negativity too. There is, there is. I had a really big insight uh, the other day just about the power of social media. And it was such a positive, it was just like such a, I don't know, it was such a positive thing about like, social media is great. It can be great if it's used the right way. You have You have the ability to reach so many people. Mm-hmm. If you have a good message or you have a good product, it's like, it's fucking awesome, you know, and it gets demonized so much. Cause it's just, I think it's like maybe, it's just being used the wrong way
0: by but so But like for people. an average consumer who's not like building, let's say a brand, yeah. then it becomes like, okay, you just spent six hours today doing Cause this. Cause you're
1: just downloading. And it's like the difference between like, you're, you know, either you're downloading information or you're uploading it, right? You know, but and we have and a most p- people are just downloading, downloading, downloading and they're probably following they're a not bunch creating. of fucking garbage. Yeah, but dude, right? the
0: sad part is, is that like, what if this is just the direction that it's, well, essentially what we're doing is we're digitizing ourselves. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're now living in that, that thing. We're living in this thing more and more and more by the For day. For sure. And then as soon as – then it's just going to be glasses Then you're just going to be in a pot. Yeah. Right? But like the crazy part is, is that it, it, it's almost like do you fight it or is this just the direction mm. we're going in? Because mm. I, don't, I don't see it slowing down. And it's getting crazier, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's way crazier than MySpace days or even yeah. early Facebook. Now it's like... It's interesting because then that makes that makes me think about the
1: power of music. It makes me think about, and like, music festivals in general, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, that going out and experiencing music live uh, gives you an opportunity to, like, connect with other people, like, to, like dance with other people to like bump into other people you know like maybe Mm -hmm. that's why we love that shit so much Mm -hmm. is because we live in on such these like isolated islands of like just digital information downloading that like when we have the chance to go out it's like oh my god like look Uh, at all
0: the humans you you do like crossfit that's like a nice breather probably right oh
1: yeah that's yeah i mean fitness has always been a big part of my life for sure that's huge i think like we got to move you know you got to move your body you got it is crossfit worth it Oh yeah, dude. I love it. I, like, I, 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 I drank the Kool-Aid, man. I'm super into it now. So
0: I want to, so I, I st- uh, did my first triathlon sprint. Oh wow. Congrats. Uh, just because sick. like I needed something that wasn't, uh, that was physically challenging because yeah. I felt like honestly a lazy bat. Like I felt my mind yeah. kind of like yeah. giving up, like my yeah. body couldn't conquer it a bit. So I was for like, sure. you know what? I literally just signed up for it. I said, let me do this. I had to swim a quarter mile. I had to run. How many miles was it running? Was it like a? You had to run a 5K and then okay. you had to bike like 12 miles. Okay. It was, it was the beginner one, yeah. right? But I just had never done anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm training, doing all this shit. But, like, dude, that stuff getting away and doing training and stuff, yeah. it's like the yeah. best because when you come back to it, you're fresh. I didn't make it, by the way. The swim was a nightmare. Oh, uh, dude. that's Open water swim. That's scary. I'm a horrible swimmer. I knew knew five seconds. Like (laughs) two minutes into it, I'm like, like, what am I doing here? I'm like (laughs) in open water swimming. Like you're hitting people and shit. And like look up. Like you look up and see how much is left and you're like. Oh, man.
1: Well, that's, that's, that's the mental side of it. That's why like CrossFit is really cool. Cause it is a mental, it's such a mental challenge. I mean, that's honestly like, that's why I work out. Like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be fit. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's part of it. It's really secondary. This goes back to the results, the, the process and the results. Mm-hmm. I love the fucking process. I love getting up at 5am, going to the fucking gym. I love sweating, grinding. I love feeling the fucking pain. And, and the result of that is like, I get stronger, you know, fitter, healthier, look better, all that shit. You know, most people are, Focused on that, they want the results, and it's like again, that, that, that's totally normal. But I think when you actually focus on that less, and you just focus on the process, like let me focus on just like going to this class and, and following this routine and, and the consistency and uh, that sort of self-discipline, um, that's when it all really starts to work, you know. But but for me, it, the the all of that all that shit is secondary. It's all about the mentality. It's all mm-hmm. about pushing yourself to do something that sucks <laughs> and that's like, that, that makes you uncomfortable. That's why I love physical yeah. stuff because I'm yeah. naturally
0: pretty lazy yeah. and I have to like do, like I have to wake up early just to keep me like in these habits that yeah. you know, really help me go. Yeah. But like naturally I'm a pretty lazy person. <laughs> it's just through all these habits and stuff I've built that helped me. But like physical is one that I'm not that great at. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not well, in shape like you are, and but I want to be. You yeah, know? yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I love. And I, and I think like CrossFit is great. Like I've, I've always been very self-disciplined. Like I've, I would take myself to the gym and do my own programs and never had a trainer, never had a workout partner and never want one for the longest time, but I really love, I, I really love CrossFit because it is all like, it's already programmed. It's like, all you got to do is show up. Is it really? So yeah. they have people that would like, how does it work? It's like, you have, you have like, you have training, you know, you have a coach that, that you, you, it's a class, right? So it's like, you have, it's a,
0: hardcore, you have like, a
1: coach who's leading it. And then you have however many members are there with you and you all go through this workout together and it's like every day it's different. Every but like, it's
0: intense. intense. It's like, so yeah,
1: many. yeah. It depends on where you go. Um, you know, my, my first gym was a good introduction to it and it was like a little bit less like the programming was a little bit less intense and I kind of outgrew that and now I'm at a gym that's like pretty fucking dude, I need pretty to get savage shit. pretty hard. Jordan are you down
0: yeah. dude, I need it. a partner for Alex what you, hey what do you guys uh, Alex is down to like I, I didn't want to do what do you guys Here's what are some... what
1: you guys doing at 6 a.m. tomorrow take you I'll take you to your first CrossFit class really
0: I might do that what time's our flight Plenty of time. Six AM? Plenty of time. Me, if we don't have any late podcasts I'm probably gonna take you up on it. I'm gonna be a bitch though. Like I'm gonna sweat, like need water. Oh yeah. I might just puke on your fucking floor <laughs> if it's too hardcore. Puking's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting into basketball a little bit too. That kind of oh, is for that sure. for me. Did anything,
1: man. Anything to get, to get you moving, you know, like go hiking, like go take yeah. a fucking walk. Like just get outside. Right. That's dude, a big one too. I'm trying to get outside more. That helps producers writer's block too, man. Yeah. If
0: you're like struggling, like dude, layer in some physical activity, get outside the room, the computer, like get away from the yeah. screen for a minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that shit is like so healthy for the brain.
1: It's it's totally necessary. Everyone has this like vitamin D deficiency, you know, just living in a cave, staring at a computer all day. It's not healthy. No. It's not.
0: Um, you were talking about, you. so you read the book Mindset. I mean, is there any yeah. books you read that you the recommend? Or? Yeah, man. What did, Because um, kind of, you seem like the kind of guy who's like into books and stuff, and I, I, I do a lot of audio books. Yeah, know?
1: cool. Um, yeah, I need to do audio books more. I, yeah, I, I like sitting down and like... In reading that, read. um, that was a really good one for sure. Like, I mean, my, my the, the the biggest one that I always recommend. It was like it was like the first the first like personal development book that really like changed my life and, uh-huh. and the first one I ever read. But it really did change my life in a big way. Um, I read it like right when I graduated college, uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You read that, Stephen uh, I've, I've read about half of it. That's but yeah, it's amazing.
1: I, that book took me multiple times to like go through. It was like I kept like Dude, I would it? read. Is that the book?
0: A, t- Talking about paradigms and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a really yeah. good book. Really good, man. Just like it's just like profound. Synergy doesn't it talk about synergy too. Wisdom, yeah.
0: I watched. uh It sounds silly. Sometimes I watch these like thirty-minute book breakdowns with their animated stuff. Oh, cool. There was one about that. Oh, that's cool. There was one concept, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they were talking about synergy. How, like, for example, if you and like let's say there's a tree, we're trying to get some apples. And you're not tall enough to get the apples. I'm not tall enough to get the apples. So, like, you know, so us alone is worth zero. Yeah. But if I stand on your shoulders, we get all the apples. Totally. So it's like one plus, you know, one plus one isn't two in this situation. When you collaborate and work with others, one plus one could be worth 50. For sure. You see what I'm saying? For sure. And I thought that was interesting. Back to that collaboration idea. Yeah. I mean, also, like, being, I think with, I think a lot of producers, talking about collaborations and stuff, a lot of producers are thinking too much about themselves. When mm. you send somebody a SoundCloud link or a demo, you're essentially asking like, come check out me and how awesome I am. Mm-hmm. What I recommend is do something for them. Figure out what they're up to, what those artists are doing, what's on their schedule, and how can you help provide them and contribute to their story in their head. Yeah, So much better, like this. Yeah. I can't explain to you how many people love this because we are spotlighting the guest. Yeah. It's not about us. We, we send the emails to the 800,000 producers, all that about them. People fucking love it. It's a nice little ego boost. Yeah, it's a, we it's appreciate a, it. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but like for us, we're providing value. But like I'm approaching even at this level, not saying check out our shit, our yeah. stuff. I'm like, yo, can we help you out? Yeah, you have some cool stuff. Like I hope yeah. Icon gets you know for sure bunch of that applicants. That was you for know this. honestly
1: like that was a huge one. So so I came up working at Capitol Records, and then I was like managing artists, and so mm-hmm. I had like a you know five or six years of working in the music business, like the business business, mm-hmm. um, and was you know it's like the business mindset of of like just normal business mindset is like how can I get what I want how can I get what I need to like to 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 do my business to do my job well Um, when I came to Icon one of the one of the co-founders co-owners David he like sat me down and he was basically like hey if you're gonna like kind of represent the company and work for us and be out there you know doing business on our behalf he's like I want you to flip it around. He's like, I want you to approach every new relationship and situation from the perspective of what can I do for you? How can I add value? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And that changed the game for me, like big time, dude. Just that mindset of like, like anytime I, you, know, you meet someone, it's like, hey, what's up? What are you all about? And like, how can I help? You it know? And safe. it's just like, just this like kind of unconditional giving, it, it's come back tenfold in so many ways you know it's like now I'm, I'm at the point now is like I have such like a awesome strong powerful network that like so many people totally go out of their way to to, to help 100%. me with whatever yeah. I need just because I've always been that kind of person that will help them you yeah. know and like not even asking again like it's not a barter thing it's like here's just the gift.
0: Dude so I, I like to do a lot of consulting for artists like I'll help them out and like try to do some cool growth hacks or something to like help the project or boost them up in followers give yeah. them a platform yeah. and we did a lot with the artist series early days with like Kyle like, cool. even recently, oh, we've got cool. some cool growth hacks coming, but like, I definitely believe in that, man. Yeah. It's like, don't even worry about the return or even if you get it. I think if you do that enough, like, dude, the people will reciprocate, you know? For sure. Even yeah, guests. It all comes back. Yeah. Like, people are like, yo, I want to get, let me introduce you to, you know, this person, that person to get on the show, all this. Yeah. But just because I'm like providing value to them, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Totally. Oh uh, Yeah. I think that's huge.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. great. And it, and, and it feels good, too. Like, it feels good to know that you help somebody in some way. man. Like there's a little, like, man. part in your
0: heart that like gets, like, you know, activated. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah,
1: I'm a good person. <laughs> Not,
0: yeah. not being the shit talker guy dude i think that's how a lot of producers actually also ruin their career in the early days they're just talking shit online i'm like dude it's a small industry man people know each other people talk yeah they will would they will remember you yeah. you know what I'm saying. So watch what you say online. Sucks. Like, I hate seeing that. Like, dude, shit. you don't have to say something negative. just yeah. th- There's plenty of opportunity where you could say something bad. Just shut your mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying because yeah. it really doesn't add that much. Well, it's not. It's 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 ultimately it's just it's not going to get
1: you where you want to go, and and it's gonna it's gonna make the the road a really like shitty journey. It's like mm-hmm. make friends. You know what I mean? Like you should just be that should just be your 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 goal to to be a good person and 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 connect with other good people and make friends and collaborate. It's like that's what it's all about. Like there's. I, there's like this kind of false sense of competition i feel like in in the music industry where it's like there's no competition it's all collaboration no. it's all creativity and collaboration people are like, like s-
0: sometimes <laughs> scared to like shout out other people you know like plug them on their accounts i'm like dude i don't care somebody yeah. could have all our competitors could have all the Semantics fans and I don't care you know what I'm saying because I'm not competing you know what I'm saying like I know that like at the end of the day like if we just keep doing our shit it doesn't matter and I think sometimes like not doing enough of that helping like win-wins like I think it's huge you know yeah there's enough there's
1: more than enough to go around there's an infinite amount of like abundance and and just success for everybody to have that there's not a limited
0: supply of it people don't understand abundance and how bad you are when you're in scarcity yeah you know like you're in such a like point of like so worried about stuff that you're not even attracting the right types of yeah, shit and yeah. the right opportunities or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because you're, t- you're, you even come off in a certain way when you have, or kind of in scarcity mode, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. people are probably like, what the fuck are you guys Big talking time, about? Right? Abundance and scarcity. Big but- time.
1: Yeah. So I've, I've been, I've been life coaching for the last like two, almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, that's really so much of what it all boils down to, you know, it's like we talk about. We talk about, you know, like, you know, you, have, you set goals, and like, yeah, what are the things that you wanna have? Um, and what are the things you need to do to, to get there, to have those? And that's usually the the extent of the conversation or the extent of like the thought process for most people. What do I need to do in order to, to have what I wanna have? But there's this whole other part that's, that's the foundation of all, all of it, is like, well, who do I need to be? What do I need to be, right? Like, what is like, what are the characteristics that I need to demonstrate? What's the mentality that I need to have? And like, focusing a lot of uh, on that is uh, it changes all. It changes the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like how do I step out of a you know like being able to identify identify myself in a scarcity mindset. How do I get out of that? Right. How do I need to start being? I need to start being. In, a, in an abundance mindset, I need to be, you know, confident and inspired and creative and all of these things. Well, if I can focus on being those, then I'm going to do all the shit I'm gonna, I need to do to have the things I want to have. Otherwise, it's a really fucking ugly mess, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Cool. So, yo, we're about to. Uh, what are we running at, Alex? Just over an hour. Perfect. Yo, so we do this uh, other thing where I want to uh, rapid fire some questions from the SMX community. Which is, uh, okay. Like, cool. A, a shit ton now. Yeah. And I want to boil down like. Some like kind of like a lightning round of like quick answers that you think are like the I'm gonna ask you questions about like keys to success for producers like the best piece of advice that might come up like yeah. how could they you know get started with their career and what what are you seeing like that new producers could do now that you're seeing you know your graduates from Icon doing uh, but what we do is we actually do this on the audio only okay so that means that everybody watching on YouTube you gotta get over to Spotify and all that and it helps move our traffic around sweet because you know people are gonna be like fuck I don't wanna miss that yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh, but first thing we like to do is a hard plug. Uh, whether it be Icon yourself, all the stuff you have going on, yeah. what do you want this IMAX community to? For sure. Kind of well, work? Here, here
1: here's the big plug. This will actually be the first time that uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce this, but I'm we're going to it. anyway. So here's here's the big un, un, unveil. Uh, we're actually launching two new programs at Icon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're launching a music business program, so just for people that want to work in the music business, mm-hmm. right? Tour managers, managers publishers like, like if you want to work in the business this program is going to like teach you all about it and, and, mm-hmm. and really prepare you for it so that's super exciting um, and also a vocal program so for all you singers out there all the vocalists out there there's going to be a icon collective vocal program coming um, i'm not sure when next summer perhaps uh, it's all in development but so that's a that's a big exciting kind of thing for us um, but yeah i mean check out icon icon collective uh, I'm at, you know, I'm Nick Cherwink, look me up, say what's up, connect, reach out, feel free to add me and, um, you know, always down to continue the conversation. You gotta,
0: you gotta get me, uh, get me, come teach class at the business.
1: Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. So, we have, some uh, yeah. Growth Hacks uh, I, I book Q and A's like every
0: week. Oh really? So
1: next time you're in LA, let's arrange yeah, that. Dude,
0: that'd be awesome. I want to go to there. Cause yeah. it's like, dude, so many people even use our shit that went yeah. to Icon. Uh, everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of. It's crazy for me. I love meeting people in person, just because everything's so online. That like when I get to meet fans, customers, all that shit, people, I'm like, sweet, for sure. Thanks for support. Cool. And uh, yeah, guys, we're gonna go ahead and do also do the giveaway. We're giving away five one hundred dollars Cymatics gift cards. All you have to do is drop a comment on the YouTube about what your favorite part of this show was, and make sure you timestamp it. Uh, Definitely helps us out. But other than that, here goes the audio.